Welcome back, baseball family. This week, we're going to do a lockout update. We're going to talk to Hall of Fame, and we're going to get into some baseball cards right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to this episode of the Baseball Together other podcast i'm brig and as always i got my guy brad right there he's right there hey brad hey brig how's it going pretty good how are you my friend i'm doing pretty well thank you awesome you got those sinuses figured out or what <laughs> getting there we're headed there uh, apparently i'm dealing with residual covid symptoms uh-huh i don't know what that means uh i i was told i'm not contagious though so that's good that's fantastic news but still fighting the good fight you Such fight it, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump right into current events. Again, another surprising week in that there is a little bit more to talk about than we thought there would be. However, I think the topics just run a little deeper this week. There aren't really more than we wanted them to be or than we expected, just that they are deeper. Uh, first things first, we have to talk about the lockout. Let's get that out of the way. The updates we know are that the Players Association has dropped the age-based free agency proposal, which means that the free agency six-year service time, you know, um, standard is probably going to stay the same. Uh Yeah, they wanted it to be like, I think they wanted it to be six years or age 28, whichever comes first. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. So, which I thought thought the age thing made sense. But I agree. You've also got to give a little to get a little. So hopefully that helps because the owners certainly didn't want that. Definitely didn't no. want that. Heck no. And I, you know, let's get into this right now. Mike Trout is on the record saying they're trying to make the game better. They're trying to make it more interesting for the fans. And this is further evidence of that being hullabaloo. We, the fans, don't care about the age restriction thing we don't care about arbitration dates we don't i mean really it doesn't affect the on the field I mean, product we, to tremendously to be, to be fair, fair we do care about free agency to a degree because it it, it decides it's the deciding factor as to whether or not the star is going to stay in your hometown right because there are some teams that just yes. flat out are not going to pay their stars so you're like okay we got this guy for like two more years right so yeah. to some degree yes that does affect it but ultimately like Fans just want their team to be on the field is what it right. really comes down to. And yeah, like they're like, we're, we're just trying to promote the game. It's like, well, you're not promoting it in a good way. Yeah, so no. for those of you who don't know, Mike Trout was on the weather channel this week because apparently he's a weather nerd talking about how awesome that's that nor'easter was this week talking about how he loved that all the wet, all the roads were wrecked because of the snow and everything. <laughs> and then they asked him about the lockout and he says there hasn't been a whole lot, but as Briggs said, he pointed out that they're trying to promote the game, and make it better. But if they really wanted to make it better for the fans, they get this thing done like tomorrow. Yeah. And that's and what it comes down to. Quit losing momentum and faith and all the other stuff that's going on. So negotiate more than of, two days a week, man. Gee. Right. As of last week, that's the information we still have. We do also um, have this. Jeff Passon tweeted out after the after the negotiations were done on Tuesday because they they met two days in a row. Uh, yeah. He said the MLB agreed to accept parameters of a pre arbitration bonus pool for top thirty WAR, which is really cool. So what that means is, it I look at it as kind of like the Derrick Rose rule in the NBA, which means that if you're a rookie or if you're on your rookie contract and you win like the MVP or something like that, 
rookie yeah. of the year doesn't count because a rookie has to win that anyway. But like right. Derek Rose won the MVP in like his second year in the NBA, but he was still getting paid pennies compared to what he was worth. And then he went yeah. and tore his ACL and was never the same player again. So right. he never got to cash in on money that he obviously had earned and deserved. So mm -hmm. what this does is for guys who are, have not reached arbitration yet, like say like Fernando Tatis, he doesn't have to take a potentially low ball deal from the team as an extension as a way to get paid to guarantee his money. Instead, he can take in part of that pre-arbitration bonus pool and get yeah. paid for that, get compensated that. Now, this is the issue. The Players Association wants that pool to be $105 million. Right. It's a lot of money. It's a uh, lot of money. The league wants it to be $10 million. That's not right. a lot of money, right. <laughs> relatively speaking. So they're totally. they're going to have to do some negotiating there. Honestly, if they met in the middle at 50, I think it'd be pretty good for everybody. Well, and I think it's a really good idea. If you got a guy that's an outstanding performer like that, it's such an early delivery, right? Mm -hmm. It was such a young age, and he's he deserves he's, to get paid. He deserves to get paid. And I, I I think I saw some of the statistics that said Vlad Guerrero Jr. uh the a couple of years ago would have two hundred percent. He would have two hundred xed his income based on that proposal that went through. Yeah, um, yeah, because from six hundred thousand dollars in one year to like you know a couple of one point eight million or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing they agree or they're working on is that MLB offered to raise the, the minimum salary to $650,000 right now. It's about five fifty. dollars Yeah. Five fifty five, something like that. The Players Association wants it to be seven seventy five. dollars Right. They're, I feel like they're a little closer there. I mean, I know that's a bigger number, but that's going to be easier for them to, to meet in the middle there. Yeah. Then uh, I, I think that they're going to find some common ground there. They might even find common ground today because they're meeting again today. They are meeting today and we're hoping to hear good news, but mm -hmm. we still have core economic issues at play here. And I think I'm still hoping for information about um, revenue sharing and or salary cap. And right now there's no information about that. We have heard nothing to indicate right. whether or not it's going to go one way or the other, or if it's even on the table. So I'm, personally worried about that because i think that's going to be one of the things that needs to happen but well, one of the big things is i know that the that the players first or i think it was the owner's first proposition was uh included a salary floor yeah and that floor. was a big deal yeah. because yeah. i because a lot of people are saying you can't have a salary floor without a salary cap right so because well, that makes good sense but. because teams going over the cap or over over the I mean, right now they have the competitive competitive balance threshold is what they call it. And teams that go over that, like that would contribute to teams meeting the salary floor. So it all would kind of balance out in the end. I think that I do think there's going to end up being a salary floor, though, which I feel like is what really makes things competitive because you have teams that aren't used to spending money are forced to spend money to get yeah. get a competitive team on the field. To me, it just feels like 60% of the solution. And I, I just feel like a 60% solution still a little low. I'll take a 70% yeah. solution. <laughs> I'll every day take an 80% solution with opportunity to grow into something more. But but 50 to 60%, like, come yeah. on, man. And I think that's probably why the negotiations are still stalled, because everybody feels like they're only at 50 or 60% solutions. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, you're know. probably right. You're probably right. Let's move on to something very exciting, though, Brad. Minor League Baseball, for those of you who have wondered the same way Brad and I have, whether it's going to start on time, the answer is a resounding and very positive yes. 
Minor yes. League Baseball will start on time. I called my guy at the Greenville Drive today. He said, yeah, first home game, April 11th, final home game, September, or excuse me, April 8th, final home game, September 11th here in Greenville, South Carolina. There is no news whatsoever that they will not be holding practices, that they will not be starting on time. These players are not part of the association. They do not have to follow those union rules and thereby will be in uniform this spring. Can right. I get an amen? Amen. Well, here's the thing, Brig, was that I saw that. I saw that you put that on our on our lineup here. And I was kind of like, I wonder what that means for spring training. And I actually saw a little glimpse of something that said that they're planning on minor league spring training starting on time. Yes. So to me, that says that everything's going to be ready to go. Like those spring training facilities are going to be up and running. So when yeah. it comes time, like when they do reach an agreement, say they reach an agreement on February 20th, pitchers and catchers right. will have already been there. Players will have already been there for minor league camp. Um, everything's ready to go. The truck doesn't even have to, is already there. So all they have to do is they have to get there, which the can be done within 24 yeah. to 48 hours. I feel like for most guys, for most guys, I agree. And a lot of people live there, you know, like we've talked yes. about in the past. Yep. So exactly. it's, Anyway, I think it's it, that, like, not only are we as the fans going to be treated to baseball this year, no matter what, mm-hmm. because we can almost always rely on minor league baseball, right? This is the best thing about baseball is that minor league baseball is always there for us. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is it does largely in, in the larger picture. If you paint with a more broad brush, you get to see that this also does affect lots of other things like you're saying. So I it is a good sign. I'm thrilled about this. I need baseball so bad. And uh, we'll get into a way you can get your baseball fix this week if you want to a little bit later. So keep listening. But excellent. Brad, can I jump ship again? Go for it. I know we're moving pretty fast, but my goodness, this is exciting (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Where were you when the class of 2022 Hall of Fame induction announcement was made like where were you what were you doing i was driving wilson to soccer practice (laughs) yeah you were (laughs) yeah i know because i called you screaming (laughs) well you called me didn't leave a message was like oh my gosh brig never calls he'll either marco polo me or text me so i was like calling back while i'm on the freeway breaking the law by the way Oh, because <laughs> I don't have hands free in that car. Oh no! <laughs> so it I was had worth you on, it, Brad. It was worth it. Let me tell you. <laughs> what I, let me tell you what I had to do, Brig. So I have a pop socket on the back of my phone. I yeah. had it like so. It has like two levels, right? I had it down to the first level, and I yeah. put you on speakerphone and like locked you onto my seatbelt. So you're like <laughs> like a walkie-talkie on yes. my chest after <laughs> this conversation oh, in a car God. that doesn't have AC, by the way. So I had to roll the windows up. Oh, <laughs> so I could <no>. hear you <laughs> on the freeway. On the freeway, with Wilson in the car. Oh yes. man, did I say anything inappropriate? <laughs> no, no. I, oh, good. That's why. That's why I told you at the very beginning of the conversation. Hey, I'm oh. driving Wilson to soccer practice. Oh, it's very <laughs> smart to give me a heads up. Um, yes, this is very good. <laughs> uh, I I think it's. Worth noting that I may have traumatized my child <laughs> that day. <laughs> I'm sitting there listening to the Hall of Fame announcement. And uh, for those of you that don't know, let's just get it out of the way. The only member of the 2022 class from, you know, the, the what do we call it? The, the regular ballot? I don't know. The the voted, the tra- the, yeah, the the traditional in. ballot, I guess. Yeah, I or whatever. 
Um, not the culture club inductees. We'll get to those in a minute, but the traditional ballot, big poppy, David Ortiz, his Royal bigness is the only one that's getting into the hall of fame in this class. And I, Brad, I just <laughs> lost it, man. You know, you I, did. You're so excited. I wigged all the way out. <laughs> I jumped up and down. I ran around my house screaming, yes, yes, yes. I threw my hat on the ground and my kid is going to need therapy because his bigness got in the hall of fame. It's just because I was excited. <laughs> She's going to be like, I don't know what it is. There's something about the Red Sox. Not just my upbringing <laughs> from my Yankee loving dad, but also like, I am just like terrified of that bee. Yeah. <laughs> that specific red bee strikes fear into my mind oh man oh my gosh <laughs> anyway for the for those of you that don't know like let's just spend a minute on this it is incredibly exciting that david ortiz is in the hall of fame right it he's this first year on the ballot he deserves to be in the hall of fame anytime the conversation goes where he's even discussed as a Hall of Fame potential. Everybody's like, duh, of course. And that's how I feel. I was, even as a diehard Yankees fan, I was like thrilled to see Big Poppy get into the Hall of Fame. What about you, Brad? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really exciting. Um, we we both last week thought he was going to get in for sure. Um, I, do, I do have to say this, Brig, though. Um, it was brought up about how he was on the Mitchell Report. How he, he tested was. positive during spring training. Yeah. Um, and he refuted it. He said that he took something over the counter that popped him positive. And Rob Manfred has come out and said that, oh, there's a there's a chance he could have been a false positive, but we don't know. Well, then how many other guys on the list are false positives? Right. Who I don't know are potentially not going to get into the Hall of Fame or have had their names tainted because of that. You know, I know there are a few guys who were on the list and were like, Yep, yeah, I, I did like Andy Pettit, that. right? You're like, Yeah, yeah Andy yeah. Pettit, exactly. Right. He owned up to it. Um, but it, it kind of comes into the conversation though, like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, right? They were not voted in. And I told you in text, I said, my stance on this has softened this week. Yeah. Now I have to, I have to present something to you real quick. I have a mystery player who is a hall of famer, obviously oh, not no. unanimous because that just doesn't happen except for one time. Yeah. One um, time this, this player. <laughs> I'm going to cherry pick a few stats for you to help okay. paint the picture that I'm trying to get with here. Are you going to quiz me? Okay. Well, so this player ended with a 305 batting average. And uh, he won an MVP, World Series champion, a whole a whole slew of all-star appearances. Um, he held a record for a long time, three-time gold glove, two-time batting title. And he is a hall of, like I said, Hall of Famer who admitted to using amphetamines. Performance enhancing drugs. We saw what happened. Play? He was an outfielder and a first baseman. Now we saw the role that amphetamines, I feel like, played in Chris Davis's success for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. He tested for positive. Sure. And then after that, he forgot how to play baseball, it seemed like. Literally forgot. Well, would you would you let this person in the Hall of Fame, Brig? Um, was it a banned substance at the time? It was not. Was there a prescription for it or something like that? No prescription. Um, just grab just a like, handfuls in the in the clubhouse, like everybody right, else but, did. But everybody else, right? 
um, mm-hmm. but there was not explicitly banned. Right. I then you can't punish him if he didn't break okay. a rule. Okay. I, I right. Now, right. Right. He didn't break a rule. That person was Hank Aaron. Right. Uh, and I feel like the same goes for at least Barry Bonds. Because I mean, he, he never break a rule. He never tested positive. Yes, physically, like and he always denied that he, he always denied using it. But I mean, we have evidence like, dude, you were like a freaking balloon. Wow. Right. You're His enormous. Head size changed. Yeah. But at the same time, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, it wasn't a banned substance at the time. Right? And Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa essentially saved baseball in the in the late nineties. Then Barry Bonds came on. Barry Bonds is a seven-time MVP break. I know. Three before he even got to San Francisco. Four more times with the Giants. And he Mm -hmm. holds the record for most home runs in Major League Baseball history. Ever. Yeah. Ever. And, I mean, how many people want Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame? He broke a specific rule. Yeah, he did. Like a very specific hard fast rule about sure. gambling on the game. Yeah. Like games that he was managing, he was betting on. And I don't care if he was vote he was if he was betting for his team. The fact that he was betting on the game is like insane to me, especially as somebody who has gambled in the past. I'm like, there are, you can go to great lengths to win a bet, <laughs> especially if you've got that much money on it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I feel like you can't want Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. And then say Barry Bonds doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame for A, never testing positive, and B, potentially using when it wasn't a banned substance. These are good right? points, Brad. That's that's kind of the where that's where I've gotten to be, even just in this mm. last week. Because before, I mean, when you called me like, hey, they stuck to their guns, like, yeah, they didn't get in. But then I was like, wait a minute. Like, we're kind of a double standard here. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. And I think it comes for me. The waters got really muddy with the the sign stealing scandal in 2017. Mm-hmm. That's when the waters really got muddy for me. Um, had that not occurred, I don't think they would be as muddy. That's when I reevaluated Pete Rose. Yeah, that's the only reason I revisited Pete Rose, honestly. Yeah, and I get um, that. And so here's what's interesting to me. This is the verbiage. This is the actual language that is used in, during the announcement, and this is what the Baseball Writers Association of America uh, members and voters are instructed to critique or criticize potential players. Or consider. Yeah, to consider when evaluating players. Um, I don't want to use the word worthiness, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like, if they, whether they belong in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, quote, Based upon the player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and contributions to the team or teams on which the player played. End quote. And I feel like when the dude read it off, he paused a couple of times in some of key on some keywords there. He didn't emphasize them, but I just felt like it was in the air. Right. And I understand that. Um, and, and this is the, this is the big thing too, is that the, I mean, just going back specifically to steroids, like 
Bonds was never suspended, never tested positive for it. Yeah. A guy like Alex Rodriguez is a completely different case, right? Because he was totally. suspended twice, twice yes. for it after it was banned. Like he, he probably tested yeah. positive. I think he was on the Mitchell report, and then he goes and he tests positive, gets that eighty game suspension. Then he goes test positive again, was supposed to be gone for an entire season. Yeah, you know, like I think it was even a season and a half. It was he was ex- the ringleader. Extensive. Yeah, he you was. Know? And so that book is good. <laughs> it is. It's really, it's really good. Anyway, so I feel like you know you, you can't necessarily bring him to the table and be like, well, you know, it's like, well, no, he he straight up broke a rule, right? Like that that's the Twice. integrity part with A Rod, and that's why he'll never get in, in my opinion. Right. But the fact that I feel like Bonds was like, this is what I need to do to take myself to level the playing field because he was that much better than everybody else. Did you see he the was. stat about? Did you see the stat about his OPS? Mm-mm. So it, I saw a graphic that said that uh, David Ortiz's OPS, career OPS, was 380. Mm-hmm. And if you turned all of Bonds' home runs into outs, his would be 384. What? That's insane. Every single home run? Every single home run into an out. He would still be higher than, than Poppy's. Oh, man. That's how good of a player he was. That he he leads the league all time in walks and intentional walks because no yeah, one knew that. To him. And you yeah. can't and you're not going to get there in the last five six years of your career. They were they were pitching around him before. You know, Jonathan Mullins came on the podcast while you were gone and was saying that uh, he said, "I think that he's a Hall of Famer just because he was before." Yeah, you know, and when he I've was heard that Pirates. argument so many times, and it's not wrong. He had a Hall of Fame career with Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the argument I've heard towards that is that you can't shoot a 27 on the front nine and then use your foot wedge on the back nine and consider it a, a good round of golf, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a great <laughs> so analogy. Actually. I understand that, but at the same time, like we said, he wasn't breaking a rule at the time. Mm-mm. So I, it's, it's really that's sticky. Really I think sticky. eventually he's going to get in. I think the culture club is going to let him in. I think so too. Yeah, and so. I think that the only argument you need is that um, you can't tell the game, the history of the game. You can't tell the story of baseball without him. And it's true, you can't. So yeah. I, does he belong in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Do we need to be careful about how we do that? I still think we should be careful. It's still a slippery slope. I'll give you that. Yeah, and based on the words listed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, contributions to the team or teams on which they played. Character is the reason freaking and sportsmanship is the reason Kurt Schilling didn't get in. I promise you. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. got to be. It has to be. Because otherwise, it, it makes no sense for him not to be invited. He has. He did say though before he ever got on the ballot. I think it was the first year he was supposed to be on the ballot. He said that he didn't think he was a Hall of Famer. Dan Patrick asked him, and he said, "I feel like you have a one shot. You have one shot with guys who are supposed to be Hall of Famers." He said, "If if somebody asks you, is this guy a Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer, and you hesitate, he's not a Hall of Famer." That's what Kurt Schilling himself said. He said, "So I don't believe that I belong in the Hall of Fame." So, huh. Yeah, because because uh, he went through and listed off a bunch of guys, and there was one where he hesitated, where DP hesitated, and, and Schilling goes, "See, he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. You had to hesitate." Like, that's really that's an interesting approach to it. That is interesting. So I don't, I, I like so that. I think he legitimately does not care that he's not in the Hall of Fame because he doesn't think he belongs there. Well, he's gone on the record saying he gave up caring. I think after the first year or something. Maybe, yeah. And, 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 that, and that he, might be why is that he's just like, well, they, that wasn't a no brainer. So I don't get in. 
Yeah. You know what? Talk about going on the record, though. Um, we have to revisit Roger Clemens' statement. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because that blew my mind. Did that blow your mind? You shared the, it with me. I, see I did share it, it with quick. you. Yeah, I'll see if I can get it get it real quick. Um, so I did think it was funny, like some of some of the phrasing. So the first one, the one that I shared to you was just the first part of his thread. He says, hey, y'all, I figured I'd give y'all a statement since it's that time of the year again. My family and I put the Hall of Fame in the rearview mirror 10 years ago. I didn't play baseball to get in the Hall of Fame. I played to make a, genera- a generational difference in the lives of my family. So I feel like that's the one one part of that thread of the tweet that really says it all that he did, never cared about the Hall of Fame, never cared mm-hmm. about winning championships. He was straight up about the money. Start and to finish. If it meant taking steroids to elongate his career, he was going to do it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I exactly quote tweeted it reads. from our uh, Twitter and said, translation, I never wanted to be part of your stupid club anyway. Because <laughs> that's what that <laughs> felt like to me. <laughs> that's exactly right. I did it for the money. So sue me, yeah. which did happen. <laughs> It did happen. Ah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Shots fired. Okay. <laughs> Let's get um, into next year's ballot real quick, Brig. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yep. So it's it's a long, long, long list. There are a yeah, lot of guys. Um, so let's read them. I'll read them off first, and then we'll get into a few notables there. First, so we have yeah. Carlos Beltran, John Lackey, Jared Weaver, Jacoby Ellsbury, your favorite. Who? Jacoby Ellsbury. You know. Who? Who is oh, that? Oh, okay. We've forgotten. Anyway, Matt Cain, Johnny Peralta, Jason Worth, J.J. Hardy, Mike Napoli, Aaron Hill, Bronson Arroyo and his braids, R.A. Dickey and his knuckleball, Eric Ivar, Carlos Ruiz, Ubaldo Jimenez, Francisco Rodriguez, Andrew Ethier. Um, is it Andrew or Andre? Did I write that down? Wrong? You did, you I do did that write wrong? it down. Anyway, Stephen Drew, Joaquin Benoit. Houston Street, uh, Joe Blanton, Adam Lind, Jonathan Broxton, Glenn Perkins, Chad Qualls, and Jason Greeley. It was. It is Andre Ethier. I don't know why I put mm. Andrew. I should have just gone straight off the list. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so first off, Brig, who is the guy? Is there anybody on that list you think is like a no-brainer? Who's going to nope. get in? No, not a, not a single no-brainer going to get in on that list for me. I know. Um, one the one big guy who does stick out though is Carlos Beltran. Great career, yeah. great great career. Until it also wasn't. a known known cheater. Yeah. That, <sighs> that Let me read the... you this list again. You're instructed to elect Hall members based on. <laughs> it's going to be the beginning of the fallout from the Astros cheating scandal. Yep. It's just going to be dominoes from here on out. What the yep. voters do with Carlos Beltran, I think will determine what happens down the road. Um, yeah, it'll be a landmark thing for sure. It sure will be because I feel like if you're not going to put Beltran in, you can't put in Correa, Altuve, Bregman, if he, is, if he sure does have a, a Hall of Fame career. Yeah. So I think I think Astros fans are going to be paying attention very closely to Carlos Beltran from here on out. Rightly so. We have ten years to figure it out. So don't hold your breath. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Another guy though is Francisco Rodriguez. K Rod. Mm-hmm. He's tricky because closers have a hard time getting into the hall because of their intermittent use. Uh, they don't appear in as many, nearly as many games as anybody else. Yeah, to be judged differently for sure. 
They do. And and this is one of the things too, I feel like with uh with closers is that they'll they'll have like a good stretch with the team. They'll have a year where they're just a bum. No, they're like, don't bring that guy in again. Yeah. And then they get then their contract ends or they get traded to another team, then they have two or three more great years with a new team. Yeah. And then they have another down year, right? Exactly. Uh and he was one of those guys. Mind. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that guy's name. Atlanta Braves. And then he went to he does the crow thing, the the bird pose. Freaks his name. Craig Kimbrell. Kimbrell, thank you. Yeah. My goodness. Same thing where you're like eventually, like he was lights out constantly, and then you were like, who? Like, yep. no. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Yeah, it happens all the time, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if he gets in. If he does, especially in the first couple of years, it's going to be really close, I feel like. Yeah. So that's a, that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on is how they treat the treat the closer there. Well, unless they're unanimously treated. <laughs> it's never going to happen again. <laughs> the end. <laughs> and never with that, baseball family, let's go to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we've got some more Carlos Beltran news baseball cards, and more. No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Hey Brad, can I admit something kind of ridiculous? Yeah, man. I have a Neil Diamond song stuck in my head. I did not see that coming. Well, me neither. Have you been to a drive game recently? Tell me it's Sweet Caroline. Yeah, it's not. It's Song Sung Blue. (laughs) I have to admit I've never even heard of that song. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Dude, you gotta get out more. I think you need a vacation. You're probably right. Did you know that you can get great deals on airfare, hotels, and rental cars by using Booking.com? They have killer prices all in one place. I booked with them when I came out to South Carolina to visit you. Cool. The best part is, every time you use our link, not only do you get great deals on travel arrangements, but you also support the Baseball Together podcast. Maybe I do need to get out more. We all know you need to. Even our listeners know, bud. Well, where should I go? I don't know. I hear Phoenix is nice this time of year. Click on the link in the description to get out of the house and support the Baseball Together podcast all at once. Welcome back, baseball family. So we're going to get into some stuff today that's, that's I think, is fun. Brig has baseball cards. Go I ahead, have Brig. baseball cards. Take it away. Yes. So for those Very of you excited. that don't, I found a pack of 16 cards. They're tops cards. It's the 2021 update series. I don't know how long they've been sitting in that back room or whatever. (laughs) Well, so let's talk about this for a second, though, Brig, because you went on a a crusade or a quest. Was it last year looking for baseball cards? Yes, last year. You couldn't find any anywhere? It was incredibly hard, and the ones I found were so disappointing. Well, there's that. Um, So what was it like looking for these ones? I stumbled into them. Dude, I lit. I was at the. I was at checkout, and they were sitting there, and I was like, <gasps> "Baseball cards." Were there like multiple on the rack, or was it like yes. something that somebody had dumped? 
No, there was like a row of them, kind of like by the big league chew or whatever. Mm-hmm. By the yeah, you're, you're, they're like you know have some Ferrero Rocher while you're checking out, and I'm like, <laughs> or some baseball cards. <laughs> Ferrero Rocher, by the way, is fantastic. Um, <laughs> but but no, I thought that was crazy because this time last year it was like impossible to get anything, you know, totally. baseball cards, Pokemon, whatever, because there are people who were flipping them online. But well, and shooting each other for them. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I think that's the real reason they're hard to find. But yeah, so oh, if you're looking man. for baseball cards, apparently you can get them again. So Brick, yep. Brick and has some cards that he's going to share with us. I got these at five below. So if you've got a five below where you I are, I do. That's where I below. found them. That's I was cool. there for something completely different. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, they're opening. Need to go over to five below and get some cards. Do it. Um, I am not getting paid to say that. Okay. Either am I. All right. First, oh, these are not attractive cards. Who's who's in charge of this? So these are top uh, cards and they don't look good. Yeah, look. They're just you're like, who is that? Because you can't read it. Oh yeah, that's hard to see. You see what I'm saying? I mean it's like yeah, it's like not the, the an unattractive card, card. I feel like the card itself doesn't look bad. It's like it's got like a frame on it's got the typical tops frame. That's what I expect on a top yeah. card. Top but frames, at the same time, but, though, it's not super appealing with the writing. I can't even read that when you're holding it up there. I can't read it either. Brent Honeywell Jr.? The yeah, third. I'm on the back. Brent Honeywell Jr. Hmm. You shouldn't have to go to the back to see who's on the card. Right? Major critique there. Maybe it's because his name is huge. Let's find a different name. Okay. Who's next? Um. Nope. Is it Ronnie Garcia or Roni Garcia? Detroit pitcher. R-O-N-Y. Why? That's why I'm confused. You'd think it'd be Ronnie, but... It might be. I'm going to get it wrong. I don't know. I'm going to go to Baseball Reference and see if I can find a uh, pronunciation guide. Do it. There isn't one. No pronunciation (laughs) for his name. (laughs) I will say he's from the Dominican, though, so it's probably Roni. It probably that's what I was thinking. Who else you got in there, Brig? Uh okay, so oh man, Steve Ceshek. What is this nice. called? Free agents or something? What's going on here? It, you must have gotten the free agent pack. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Garcia, Detroit, also only one two years in the sea in the, the league. What's the heck? Uh okay. Jose Arena for Detroit. There we go. Marlins, 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 and now Detroit. Um, were they all are they all pitchers so far? Um, Michael <laughs> Waka Wacha plays for Waka. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Waka. Yeah, yeah. was with the Cardinals and the Mets for one season. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Miller. Okay, Philly. he used to play for the Mariners. Yeah. Let me so look. I have a funny story about Brad Miller. It's real true, quick. actually. So he uh, he was with the Rays, right? You'll see that on that card. Truth. And they released him. They didn't re-sign him. And he said, that's a team that doesn't want to win because they let me go. <laughs> they went to the World Series the next year. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mariners, 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 Rays, Rays, Rays. They let him go. Brewers, Indians, Phillies, Cardinals, Phillies. <laughs> so Yeah. Sorry, bud. He, he's a serviceable utility player. Brad yeah. Miller is. Archie Bradley, also with Philadelphia. Um, nice. Ooh, wait a minute. Here's a special edition card. They're calling it Leather Flashers. 
Oh. In Brad's favorite not only team is but that Moonies. is that JP Crawford? And D. Nice. Is that That's D Gordon? Card. It says dual dials up the D. JP. Oh, Taylor Trammell. I'm terribly sorry. It's oh, I like Taylor Trammell. It's He's JP Crawford and Taylor Trammell. Yeah. Taylor Trammell will probably end up getting dealt this offseason by the Mariners, but I like him. He's he's a good player. That's cool. Ooh, okay. This one has a unique frame. It's got a bronze frame. Okay. And that? I don't know I why tell. that's cool. It's Freddie Galvis. What's the a shortstop for Baltimore? And, and this card is different because it's got gold. Um it's got a gold number on the back, whereas these ones aren't numbered. This is a numbered card. I'll show you the serial numbers. It's at the interesting top. the rest aren't numbered. Well, they're numbered with the serial number. You can see on okay. the back this this that unique serial number. Oh, that, on the that back. card number. Yeah, because so Brig, did you ever get like a Beckett or anything like that, or like a card price guide growing yeah. up? Yeah. So that that card number is how you would identify like the card when you're looking up the worth, and you know, which is usually like five, six cents, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, but this that's one, interesting. This it has that gold. That gold number. Yeah, so it's got this bronze all the way around, and then it's got the gold number on the back, and I don't know why. There's no other indication as to why this is such a big deal, but it's just a special card, I guess. Just a special edition. What what was it you said on the front, like a bronze whatever? The frame is is in that bronze instead of oh, white. Oh, but it doesn't say anything in particular in that. There's that seal enough, or what is That's that? That's in all right? of them. It's the 70th anniversary oh, okay. of, of Tops. Is what's happening here. But then um, he was the league leader with the Phillies in 2017-2018 with games played. Is that why? Because those are no. those indications are also indicated in red on the back. But otherwise, there's no reason for that card to be super cool. Um, Just a special edition card, I guess. You might, you might want to take that somewhere and have them look at it. And then, oddly, okay, these ones are not profiled. They're, they're landscape. The landscape. Yeah, there's. The, I usually get a few of those in a pack. Yeah, there's four or five landscape and it's, cards. I think it's just, the, it's just the framing for the photo because those are all pitchers, right? Yeah. Every single one of yeah. those guys? Sure are. Yeah, so I think what it is is the way that they chose to frame the picture for the pitchers, get them in their, in their motion somewhere so they can get the whole the whole shot, the whole action the other shot. Pitcher, the other pitchers aren't, aren't having that problem. <laughs> like, here, look. You got one. So that's... that one is a follow. Through. So if you look look at the picture though, look look at the way the picture's framed, Brig. So the one that's sure. the, the portrait, that's in a follow through. So it's a more vertical position. Oh, I know. A more vertical position. I and take that sports one, photos. You do. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> but I think that's. I think I'm more painting the picture for the people listening, Brig. Oh yeah. The okay, other one that... and the landscape ones, like you've got guys with their arms stretched out all the way. Yeah, that's true. So I think it's just the way that they decide to frame the picture. Okay, I've got Jed Lowry, Seth Eldridge, Ashton Goudeau, Sterling Sharp, Brady Singer. Brady Singer uh, made his Major League debut on 7-25-2020, by the way, rookie debut. And then, you're going to love this, one card in the entire thing is old school paper. Oh, nice. Old school cardstock. It's matte. And it's Manny Machado in his brand new San Diego Pirates. Oh, uniform. that's a slick card. It is a slick card, and it's got the traditional framing on it. And on uh-huh. the back, you can see whoops, 
You can see all his stats and stuff with the imprint, the watermark. I like that card. And it's old school paper stock. It's not glossy. Yeah, it's that matte. You know what's funny is like back in the day, I got I would get those matte cards and I hated them. I loved Upper Deck because they were the glossy. And now I'm like, give me those matte cards. I agree. (laughs) I agree with you. They look so So good. So this one's probably worth eight cents instead of five. Maybe. uh, Or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not why we do baseball cards. We do baseball cards because they're fun and uh, enjoyable for all. Um, If I find another... We should do a sweepstakes. If I find another thing of baseball cards, we won't open it on the show, and we'll send it to you. Um, we'll find a way to get you guys to vote on what. Maybe you can leave us voicemails and answer a quiz question. The first one comes through gets a pack of cards. There we go. I'll find yeah. one. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll hammer that out, and we'll we'll make that official next week. How's that? Yeah, yeah, it's so. just an idea I had. Very cool. I like it a lot. Well, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to actually wrap things up. We have some more current events that we wanted to get to, to to finish things up here today. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. Um, We have some more news, like Brad said, after he just showed me something ridiculous. It's so funny. Um, I'm going to try and bring it back together. Carlos Beltran is back in baseball. For those of you that are wondering, he was involved in the 2017 um, sign-stealing scandal in Houston. and well, then Not just involved. We talked about it. He was well, the ring yeah, leader. The ring leader. Yeah, exactly. But for the purposes of this discussion, he then retired as a player. He got picked up as a manager for a one-year kind of and then they booted him from the role. He didn't even make Yeah, he didn't make it into any games or anything. They kicked him out because of the scandal and everything. That's the same year Alex Cora was um, removed or released or whatever we're calling it from service uh, in Boston, et cetera. So now he's back. Um, he's going to be calling 36 games with the New York Yankees on the Yes Network. And... Um, I mean, that's a safe place to put him unless your name is Aaron Boone. Right. Because this is how Aaron Boone got the job he has now. Oh, is it? Yes. I didn't realize he was with Yes before. Yeah. He signed a deal to cover games, and then they brought him in to the family. like Internal hire. Yes. And so there is some speculation out there. The only reason this is interesting is that there is some speculation out there that – did I miss a joke? No, it just, I think that's interesting. I had never, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's that, some like speculation they're bringing guys that, from the booth to the dugout. Like that's crazy. That's right. Well, and that's why, that's why we've wondered if David Cohn maybe has a place um, in the dugout as well, because he's done some stuff with yes. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, he's terrific. He really is. He's terrific. great. So there's a reason know. ESPN picked him up. He's that's very right. good at it. So um, that's how Boone got his job. And Boone's contract is uh, three more years. They just extended him three years. There's a team option 
for a fourth. That's 2024, maybe 2025. So it's it's not that far for them to vet Beltran. Um, well, and Boone, and- hold on. Boone has had a 601 regular season record in the right. five years or whatever he's been in, in, in the dugout. Which and, is I remarkable. Mean, he just it is. We can't friggin' figure it out in the postseason. Well, and those those postseason or those regular season runs are not easy ever, ever, no. ever with him. Uh, the, it is it is the most tumultuous roller coaster ride, and I yeah. can't imagine being a Yankees fan where you have this manager who can win, but for some reason cannot. They cannot get it together and win. So you say three years of the fourth year option, uh, but really. As a Yankee, it's day-to-day, let's be honest, especially as the manager. 100%. And he goes on the record to say that. There's saw an article in the New York Post, maybe, is where I saw it. Anyway, they said, he's like, yeah, we all know, though. I mean, you can be fired at any time. (laughs) Well, it's like I I was explaining to Wilson the other day because we were listening to Dan Patrick on the way to school, while I was taking him to school. They said something about one of the coaches. They said something about a coach getting fired, and Wilson was very concerned. He's like, why did he get fired? What do you do? I was like, it's like Wilson, you have to understand when you work in sports, especially as a coach, is like you're fired, you're hired to get fired. And so I explained it to him, especially the fact those guys make enough money that they're not going to be out on the streets asking for food. I was like, they're they're fine. He's like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. He's like, because he's like, I never want to be a coach in sports. And so I explained that to him. He's like, oh, that's okay. It's like, different. well, and if you want to work in the front office, you make even more money, but it's the same situation. He's like, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) But no, like, yeah, Boone could go any day if they decide like, oh, Beltran's ready. Let's bring him in. Right. Totally. But they might be grooming him. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's possible. The end. Yeah. Um, Moving on from the Yankees, the Rays have told Kevin Kiermeyer that teams have been asking about him before the lockout. And, it sounds like they're not opposed to dealing Kevin Kiermaier. Well, I mean, you think about it. They dealt Blake Snell, right? Yeah. Um, oh. They traded Joey Wendell, and Kiermaier, Kiermaier said, he's like, that's when I was like, well, if he got traded and this article is saying the discussions are heating up, I'm for sure getting traded now. So he's. it sounds like he's ready to, like, prepared for it mentally. But at the same yeah. time, though, like, I'd be really frustrated if I was him, like, in this organization that seems great as far as their ability to win, make the yeah. postseason runs. Like, because yeah. that's where you want to be, right? But at the same time, like, they're obviously not going to pay you. Um, yeah. He's got yeah. a couple years left on a, on a big deal. Um, I don't know. I'd be really frustrated if I was anybody who played for the Rays, though, seeing yeah. these big name guys get traded because it's, it's like, where's the stability? There's no loyalty coming down. And I understand there's only so much loyalty in sports anyway, but yeah. I'd be really frustrated as a player seeing that. He's 31 years old. Kevin Kiermeyer is. And I think you're right about being frustrated because I wonder if the other guys on the team are going, Oh, are we going to tank now? Right. Or whatever. Right. And if that's the case, cause we're just going to sell off all our stock, you know? And yeah. Well, and, and this is the thing too, is that the Rays, like I feel like the Rays could handle losing snow. They had Tyler Glass now, who happened to need Tommy John last year. Yeah. But they also had one of the best pitching staffs, the best bullpen in baseball. Yeah. For with sure. an outstanding catcher managing it, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. But losing Kiermeyer, that's a big bat. That's a big deal. Losing yeah, Kiermeyer. Like, that's going to be a big hole to fill for anybody they decide to bring in. So that feels like a more significant loss if 
should they decide to trade him than anybody else the last few years. That could be I agree. I agree with you. And he's been with them the entire his entire career from 2013 to now. So he's yeah. also got the franchise thing going on. He's got the, you know, he's, it's just, I don't know. Feels like he's getting done dirty maybe a little bit, but I would think we'll so. see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, next on our list, for those of you who need baseball in your life, like me and Brad, yes. you can get it with the Caribbean Series this week. Um, the Caribbean series is 64 years old. I had to do a little research because I'm not terribly familiar with the Caribbean series. Um, but the six countries are competing for the title and it's, this is how it works. Okay. So there's a Caribbean professional baseball confederation, and that involves Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and Mexico. The top baseball clubs from those nations teams and their, that their, uh, national leagues, does that make sense? Their professional baseball leagues have championships, right? Just like everywhere else. Mm-hmm. The champions from those leagues get invited to the Caribbean series of those four countries. Then what they do is they reach out to Colombia and Panama, and they bring in teams from those countries, one team from each of those countries to round it out. So there are six teams competing in the Caribbean series. Um. Teams are selected based on their national championship within the federation itself, confederation rather, uh, and then they invite representative teams. So uh, here's how the, according to MLB, this is how the teams, the the breakdown is of the playoff series, because it's it's really interesting. Each team will play each other once in a round-robin format, and then the four teams with the best records will advance to the semis. So the top seed will play number four, while number two and three play each other and the winners advance to the winner-take-all final tournament. The final tournament, the final, is 6 p.m. Eastern, Thursday, February 3rd. Um, I think it's going to be on... um, ESPN Deportes. Deportes, yeah. It's going to be on Deportes. So if you have, um, if you have like, ESPN, watch ESPN or whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. or... I don't know you necessarily need ESPN Plus, but if you have the app and you have ESPN access to watch stuff on ESPN, I think you can watch the games. Maybe learn a little so Spanish in the process. Yeah. Well, it never so. hurts to learn Spanish in today's baseball, for sure. Exactly. Well, That's exactly 60 right. years of baseball or whatever. So, yeah, let's be so honest. I think that'll be cool. That I'll probably turn that on. I watch I watch Kirby baseball now and then, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Just scratch the itch. Um, yeah, and but, that's so, what it's for, scratch the itch for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is actually something I thought was pretty cool. Um, while you were while I was looking for that to see where I could find that on, on TV. Um the 2024 Caribbean series is actually going to be held at Lone Depot Park, which is where the Marlins play. Whoa. Yeah. So if you're in the area in 2024 or you want to make plans to go to Miami, um, you can catch the Caribbean series because that's where it's going to be. It's a Sounds beautiful like ballpark. We might need to take a trip. Right? Yeah. It's a beautiful ballpark. They've got the glass out in left field, the big windows that open, and it is that's really cool. nice. It's really nice. That's cool. I like that. So, yeah. That's, that's a good that's idea. That's a nice little nugget, though. Um, yeah. I, I like the Caribbean series. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, yeah, let's so talk again. a little bit of crossover news here, Brig. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so over the weekend, it was announced. I, I, I don't know that it was announced, but it came out that Tom Brady is retiring. <laughs> so this Somebody is. Somebody blabbed. 
(laughs) Somebody said something they weren't supposed to because he came out. He's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Anyway, um, so in fact, he's already been replaced in the Pro Bowl, by the way, by Russell Wilson. So really? Oh, that doesn't make you sad. (laughs) It doesn't. Well, I don't really. Honestly, I don't care about the Pro Bowl. But anyway, so here's this. Uh, Brig and I were thinking about, I guess I was thinking about this, like, Brady was drafted by the Expos in the 18th round, the 1995 MLB draft. So we talked last week, two weeks ago, about crossover athletes, about mm-hmm. guys who we thought could maybe cross over from baseball to other sports. Well, let's do the reverse. Let's talk about guys who had a chance to play other sports, like Tom Brady could have played baseball with the Expos. Who knows how different the football landscape would have been the last 20 years? Man, right? Because no he's owned the NFL for that long. It's um, his. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, but there were guys who had a chance to play in the NFL who actually played baseball instead, which I think is cool. Um, it is cool. We, one of the things we talked about is instant money versus perspective money, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so the first one on the list that's really interesting to both of us is Mickey Mantle. Brig, you did most of the research on this. So I'm going to give you credit. Um, you want to tell us what happened to Mickey Mantle while he ended up playing baseball instead of football? Yeah, so he was a star baseball and football player uh, in high school. And what the story goes that as a 14-year-old underclassman, he was committed to go to the University of Oklahoma to the Sooners. to, And he was fully intended to do that. But during a football practice, and when he was 14 during, during football practice, somebody kicked him in the ankle or in the lower leg. And uh, he has uh, an odd osteomyelitis is what it's called it's a it's a bone fragility disease it can be it's a it's an infection or or inflammation of your bone right and it can often go undetected and so that's how they found out that he had it that's right so he had a huge fever and um you know swelling and all this other stuff and they said we're gonna have to amputate your leg a second opinion just in case and the doctor said, you know, we ought to try this other really radical new drug to see if we can help it calm down. And they gave him penicillin and he was better in about a week. <laughs> That's crazy. That's it's so crazy. crazy. <laughs> Man, yeah. we, we might have missed out penicillin. on one of the best, might have missed out on one of the best baseball players ever. Had that oh, not happened ever that's, is absolutely accurate. Yeah, that's insane. But we also have Jackie Robinson, who was just an absolute freak athlete at UCLA. He was a three sport athlete, ran track. Four. Uh, he was a four sport four. athlete. You're right. He lettered in four events. Yeah, that's nuts. right. Um, but he played football. He, he was a punt returner, quarterback, running back, basically just give Jackie the ball and let him do his thing. He still holds records at UCLA, but his role in Major League Baseball is unmatched to anybody to this point, and we're really glad, obviously, that he chose baseball. Dave yeah. Winfield hadn't played football since he was a youth. Youth. He was a, a youth, youth, Your Honor. He was in his youth. <laughs> youth. <laughs> uh, but he was drafted by the Vikings, which is yeah. crazy. He I still feel like got it was just one of those things where, where they're like a bajillion – rounds in the draft at the point they're like this guy's an athlete bring him in let's see if he can play some football and he was a killer basketball player and a killer baseball player at the university of minnesota so um anyway we all know dave winfield and we're all glad he played baseball and said kirk gibson is the next name on this list he played wide receiver at michigan state was 
just absolutely epic at it, apparently. And then Todd Helton's my next favorite one because he played in front of the most famous quarterback Tennessee ever produced. Did he really play in front of Peyton Manning? He did. No way. <laughs> he played in he played in front of Peyton Manning. And uh anyway, that's, that's crazy. Just an aside there, but yeah, he started focusing on baseball. Um it's no surprise that the big hurt played football, Frank Thomas. Well, but he played it at is Auburn, surprising. Like another, he played at Auburn. Yeah. Another big dude, Bo Jackson. That's right. But it is surprising that he was a tight end. That is a little surprising. I didn't I mean <laughs> I don't know why. It's just a large, <laughs> large human being. Can't imagine him hauling around too much. But he must have been a blocking tight end or something like that. That's the way they played back then. So maybe. Yeah, but, you're right. But Joe Maurer was another one. He's he was he didn't actually go to play football in college, but he was a blue chip prospect, which is a big deal. Um, yeah. I had a buddy who was a blue chip prospect, and I was like, "Why'd you quit?" He's like, "I just didn't want to play anymore. There are other things I wanted to do." Dude. Hmm. But you know, when you're able to leave on your own terms, then. You're at peace yeah. with it, and apparently Joe Maurer was, and he was the number one overall pick and made a pretty good career of it, I'd say. Yeah, the in Major League Baseball, number one overall mm-hmm. pick out of high school, and that's why they he didn't pursue a football yeah. career. Um, he's a quarterback. Adam Dunn was a quarterback at the University of Texas at Austin. Um, Darren Erstad was a punter in Nebraska. And Jeff Samarja, wide receiver at Notre Dame. I got one more for you, Brig. You do. I do. Um, and this is actually something that I learned on an interview a few years ago on the oh. Dan Patrick show, as I watch just about every day. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. was recruited by the Ohio State to play football. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. Was, yeah. He was, I think he said that he was a quarterback in high school. And oh. DP said, he's like, so are you going to play quarterback at, in college? He's like, um, it would have been a position change. He didn't go too much into depth with it, but um, was, I mean, obviously a freak athlete. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was That's pretty really cool. cool. I didn't know so, that. That's neat. Yeah, and we're, and I, I, for one, am glad that he decided to make the switch and go to baseball. So, yeah. Well, I play with his anyway. dad. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, there's so, so many storylines that are just unbeatable yep. with Ken Griffey yep. Jr., they're just the best. Exactly. Exactly. All right. The last thing we have today. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brig. I was going to say the same thing. A couple weeks ago, we said Shohei Otani was quoted as saying, you know, I'm the face of baseball. Somebody said, you're the, how does it feel to be the face of baseball? And I think both of you and I were like, what? The face of it? Really? Is that? Well, now we know why. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He is going to be the cover athlete on this year's edition of MLB, the show. Um, So my question for you, Brig as we wrap things up here, how great is this for baseball? It's great. It's a big deal. It's truly great. Yeah. Because you have an international superstar. Yeah. On the cover of a video game that, that can help grow the game. That video games are part of what make professional sports popular. I mean, I saw a stat last week. I think it was that said that more kids are playing Fortnite than play basketball and football combined in our country right now. Whoa! And accessibility is a big thing. Totally, baseball is a relatively accessible sport that you can. I mean, kids used to play stickball out on the street. All you really need is a bat and a tennis ball. Yeah, right. Or a or rock a stick. Like, yeah, 
like in Panama. Like <laughs> well, in Panama, I remember listening to Mo talk about how they used to play with rock in Panama. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you find a you find a ball and get a a broomstick or something, and you can play baseball if that's yeah. really what you want to do. And so I feel like this is a great way to get kids to want to play baseball again because it's leagues are inaccessible generally speaking i feel like like it's it's not financially accessible for a lot of people even us like when we sign wilson up for baseball we're like oof ouch every single time because it costs a lot of money it does and i think i think kids though being able to see a guy like otani on the cover of the show and play him in the game and you know get acquainted with other stars is a great way to grow the game well and he's such a likable guy too exactly like that is a huge part of this uh-huh well and they nailed it last year with nando with fernando tatis jr totally like, nailed it another great personality kind of on the opposite of the spectrum not saying he's a jerk but he's For more sure. flashy he is you know <laughs> well and i bought the jackie robinson edition the full sweet packaged super retro oh yeah thing whatever that's the one i bought was the the jackie robinson edition that they mm-hmm. that they released i was like Psh, nando <laughs> who's that i got he's jackie still robinson. on the home screen <laughs> yeah exactly yeah he sure is <laughs> but no i think it's great he'll be a, he'll be a great shohei otani is going to be an awesome ambassador for the game yeah i i hope that that fans can embrace him the way that, that we that we have because he's he's a lot of fun to watch He's he really is a lot sure. of fun. Yeah. He's a great ball player. So, he's a good person. And I don't know. I think he's in the right culture as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So well, Brick, go ahead and wrap us up. All right. Baseball family, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. We love doing this and we love being here with you. So from the bottom of our hearts, please know that we are grateful for your time and attention. And we hope that we are bringing something to you that you just love. Uh, don't forget to jump on the shop as well at 9plusus.com, N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, at 9plusus.com. Today I got my baseball and chill t-shirt on. Brad's wearing his hot dog shirt. Um, go check it out. Get the full quote. He's also got his pirate baseball hat on. I've been wearing my baseball things cap. For those of you watching at home, it's got a Stranger Things motif, which is code for we ripped it off. And uh, we're very excited about that. <laughs> Uh, but go ahead and, and jump on the shop and, and get your spring training gear ready to go. Like we said, minor league baseball is going to be in full swing this year. We have something for every team and all the different color combinations and things like that. So uh, hope to see you over there. Awesome. Very cool. Very excited about that. Um, and also baseball family, don't forget to stop by baseballtogether.com where you can watch the podcast, listen to the podcast. You can also read about baseball. We've been updating the blog Go check it out. We have some fun articles on there. We will continue to put them on there for your reading pleasure. Brig wrote something about the lockout a couple weeks ago, and I think it's absolutely outstanding, and you need to go read it if you have not already. You'll have a good little chuckle. Also, maybe cry a little bit because it will probably hit you in the feels. Um, But with that, baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Let us know what you think. Send us a send us an email in the voice and the uh what's it called brig the the mailbag and then also leave us a voicemail if you so choose there's a link in the description of every episode baseball family we'll catch you next week Mm